So we're going through some more parenting tips today, what works and what doesn't. And we're going through some of those things that every parent has to deal with. Stay with us. Welcome to The Home Place again. I'm Paul, this is Carolyn, and we're still going through the book Child Guidance. Uh, you can get it on Amazon there, it's a parenting book. Mm -hmm. And we're going through picking out some of the quotes that we feel are relevant. Um, there's too many to choose mm -hmm. from, but we're gonna dive right in there with the first one. The more quiet and simple the life of the child, the more free from artificial excitement, and the more in harmony with nature, the more favorable it is to physical and mental vigor and to spiritual strength. Who doesn't want that for their children? <laughs> Who doesn't want physical and mental vigor and spiritual strength? Right, right. So how do we get there? How do we get that out of our kids? Well, well what, is, what is phenomenal to me is this was written a long time ago. Yeah, this, this, this book is like um, 58, I think it was. Uh, compiled but some of the quotes are even older than that and, and you know so it was written way back in the day when there were no phone i don't have my phone here but there were no right. phones or ipads or anything yet it seems to me like it's talking about that artificial excitement that's right <laughs> yeah. where it's at yeah we were on an airplane just two days ago and there was a little one she was probably about two yeah and she was totally i thought oh boy it's going to be a noisy flight it wasn't she was absorbed in that phone that was her whole focus yes that entire trip was that phone and that that was nice to keep it quiet for everybody else but i think i think that is kind of part of what we're referring to here yeah see the more quiet and simple Simple. Free from artificial Fischel. excitement. Yeah. So when we fill our children's lives up with noise, which they get, you know, when right. they're, you know, two months old and it's ding, 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 you know, the little chair that they sit in, it's just noise and, you know, artificial excitement. When we give them all that stuff and then we wonder, well, well, they're 10 now, why won't <laughs> well, they do anything? It's because they're now, overstimulated. Some of those Should... noises, like the little, the little bouncer or the little chair that rocks has got a little tune. I think some of those are soothing and they help oh, the yeah. child go yeah. to sleep. But a lot of those toys that just beep and burr and burst and squeak. And, and, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> then you take them outside and it's like, well, how boring is this? I mean, the birds just tweet at me. They don't do anything exciting. So if we leave, and we did choose to do this for our children. Yeah. We left aside those other things. Well, half of them didn't exist when I came Well, and even the ones that did, you know, the pink elephants and the purple giraffes, we just didn't do that stuff. We right. kept it to the way God designed yep. it. And they had a lot of time outside, a lot of time outside. That's what it said about in harmony with nature. Right. So, hey, it's up to us as parents. What environment are we going to set up for our kids? Right. You know, if you try to grow your lettuce in a greenhouse that's 120 degrees well it'll hey, wilt it, it'll wilt it'll <laughs> bolt it won't it won't be good lettuce oh, yeah, and pretty if we, good you yeah, know about this garden yeah thing. yeah but if yeah. you if you try and grow your kids in the wrong environment mm -hmm. here the artificial world then it they're gonna wilt yes uh, or bolt yeah. <laughs> yeah. now of course this is relevant age 
appropriate. Yeah. So we aren't going to put our 20-year-olds just outside and they don't get to see what a phone does and use oh, a computer. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. got to be relevant to the age and stage. Okay, if we take that long on each quote, we'll be here till... <laughs> Bedtime. Bedtime. <clears throat> okay, let's do number two. This is you, wifey. It says, number two is as long as possible. Children should not be forced into a precocious maturity, but as long as possible should retain the freshness and grace of their early years. I think that kind of goes hand in hand with what we've just talked page. about. It's the same page. Right, it's just part of that same concept. Let them be children while they're children, as long as possible. Don't force it. Yeah, we've all seen, and and we did it as well, oh, you're a big girl now, or you're a big <laughs> boy, you're, you're, you're like a half a man already, and it's like they're three, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're kind of edging them on. It's no wonder they want to be older and older every birthday. Well, they are older and older every <laughs> birthday, but you know what they I mean. They want to be 10 years older each birthday. But I, I think here the point is force them into a precocious maturity. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with a maturity that is appropriate to their years, <clears throat> but not the not this, you know, I'm two and I got my earrings and I'm the center of the world. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's what we don't want to foster in our kids. Right, um, right. See, Job. we were quick. We were quick on that one. Yeah, we made up for the other one. Okay, <laughs> uh, number three. This is an interesting quote. Actually, this quote is quite long, so bear with us. It's two slides. In many families, the seeds of vanity and selfishness are sown in the hearts of the children. Their cunning little sayings and doings are commented upon and praised in their presence and repeated with exaggeration to others. The little ones take note of this and swell with self-importance. They presume to interrupt conversations and become forward and impudent. Flattery and indulgence fosters their vanity and willfulness until the youngest not unfrequently rules the whole family, father and mother included. <laughs> I'm visual. I can just see this. We've all seen it. In We've reality. all seen the two-year-old that runs the house right, or the five-year-old right. that runs and, the and house. And if you go back to the previous slide, we've all found ourselves repeating some cute little thing that our children did, or if we're honest, somebody else's children did. Yes. And, you know, we've all done it in front of them and realized and maybe seen the results of doing it. And then they're just like, oh, look at me. We would call it being look at me <laughs> That's to our right, children. Yeah. yeah, I could sometimes, they would do something. And, you know, if they said look at me because, you know, they'd just done their first uh, letter M, that's a hard one for kids, yeah. you know, in their homeschool. Okay, but if it's, oh, look at me, aren't I smart? We, you know, we, we said, so you're doing look at me, and we, we discourage look at me. It's just, you need to blend in and be part of the family. And we covered this last week. Um, this is number five in a series. Uh, you go back and watch number four and number three and uh, you'll realize that these quotes build upon themselves. And, and, I, and I just want to say that that doesn't mean you shouldn't enjoy those cute little doings and sayings. I used to write them in a journal. I still have some of the fun things they would say and we would go off and giggle to each other yeah. because sometimes it was really wrong, but it was really funny. Yeah. And then we would have to come back in with a more stern face. And now children, this is really not good. And we'd be looking at each other like, oh boy, this is hysterical. And I think every parent experiences that, but you've got to keep that as much as possible that they are not aware or else they become, oh wow, Yeah. I'm a big deal. And I think it's, it's 
Um, it says here, praise in their presence, um, pr pr over praising them and causing them to be feeling like they are something amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, we want our children to have um, a positive thoughts about themselves, mm -hmm. but we don't want to overdo that so that they think they're the greatest and they well, can... Above, above their station in life. Yeah, and their station in life is they are children. They are not youth. They are not adults. And so you can't just... Children can't just interrupt adult conversation at will. They right. need to understand that, well, that there is a bit of a pecking order And it's here. kind of, in, in later life, it takes its place because, so Caleb just got this new job. It's yes. corporate and he's the youngest kid in the entire department in the entire building yes and what if he was there and he's like i've got this new job so now he's swanking around the place it just wouldn't be appropriate yeah. it, it's that um that kind of self-forgetfulness right. that that humility that starts when they're kids mm -hmm. you know we wonder why our teenagers are kind of possessed with themselves i think it's because we don't pick up these things soon enough mm -hmm. okay let's go on to number four Parents, teach your children how to conduct themselves in the home with true politeness. Educate them to show kindness and tenderness to one another. Allow no selfishness to live in the heart or find room in the home. How precious is that? Don't we all like it when someone is polite and courteous? Yes. And, you know, there it kind of says what that true politeness is, kindness and tenderness to one another, to each other. So when somebody is that way, it makes you feel good about yourself. It, it's, it's, it's a positive, it's a positive building thing. thing. So in a home, who do you suppose is going to have to lead the way in this kindness and tenderness well, i mean surely we can bank on the four-year-old to lead the way <laughs> well the thing is it says teach your children how to conduct themselves that means they we gotta learn it they, well there's that but that means they didn't they weren't born knowing how to do this stuff the natural human heart is selfish yes children are mine i want give me it's just the natural thing from just infancy yes and we can kid ourselves that it's not like that but i'm just telling you it is every child and we have to train that and cultivate that in the right direction but the hard thing is to train that we have to be we it. do so god has to train us and we have to let him right. and that's the battle right so and, 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 and i think oftentimes <clears throat> what we do is we miss out on the train and it's we read this almost like expect them to be kind and tender <laughs> it's like no you can't expect them to be just like you can't expect yourself to be without god's help and sometimes we don't even know what we're like until we see our children repeating it. And then it's like, oh, whoa. Oh, yeah, that's a horrible thing. It, it, we saw it so many times. <laughs> it, it's probably happened to you. It certainly happened to us. You hear the children and they're kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, man, that sounds just like me when I'm frustrated. <laughs> it's like, And oh. it's true. It's where they got it from. <laughs> it's where they got it from. By beholding, they are changed. And it's us they behold so, most of the time. Well, we're doing what works, what doesn't. That doesn't work. But we all want to be real about the fact that it's something we all experience and we have to learn to grow through. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's move on to number five. Above all things else, let parents surround their children with an atmosphere of cheerfulness, courtesy and love and of course we would all do that We've if it was always, that easy we have always done that oh yeah i mean our kids every had that, single day yeah 100 percent of the time 
Give me a break. <laughs> we have always wanted to do that. In fact, no, I'll be truthful and say we haven't always wanted to do that. There have we've, been always times we've always wanted them to do it. Yeah. We just didn't want to do it ourselves. <laughs> cheerfulness. How can you be cheerful when the kids are not doing what I ask them to do? I mean, oh, you know, I, I remember sometimes feeling like I need to encourage them. There's nothing to encourage them about. <laughs> <laughs> there always is. But so in the moment, it can feel that way. Again, every single program, you know, this is number five, like I said, and all the way through, every time we seem to come to the point that we can't do any of this parenting stuff without God doing a work in us. Absolutely. So our self, our carnal heart, our selfishness needs to be melted by his love if we're ever going to be trying to give our children the atmosphere of cheerfulness courtesy and love. We can't do that in no. our own strength. We are going to be fault finding. We are going to be sour. We're going to be just miserable left to ourselves. Right. But this is what only God can do. And, and I think sometimes that's why this book gets a bad rap. People read that kind of stuff and they're like, oh, I can never do that. And that's it. The book's out the window. It's right. like, no, what, what that brings us to as children, we haven't always done this and we're sorry. Mm -hmm. In fact, Hannah was 10 or 12, somewhere in there when she read this book herself, which was quite interesting because then she could come to us and say, um, parents, did you know that you're supposed to or did you know you're not supposed to? Yeah. And, you know, she did it politely and respectfully, thankfully. Um, but it's an opportunity, parents, to go to your children and just say, I'm sorry. And we would say it over and over. We've never had a 12-year-old daughter before. We've yeah. never had a 10-year-old son before. Forgive us. Sorry is not out of place. Yes, you're the parents, you're supposed to be in charge, you're supposed to be leading. But to say sorry is is a great role model. There's, there's going to be tons of times when they need to say sorry. So, hey, let's be real and show them that we're sorry and we really are. And, and then we can move on. Rather than throwing the book out the window, we can take it with us yeah. and move on and seek to apply. Okay, excellent. That was page 146. We're in section seven this week. We forgot to mention that up front. Okay, quote number six, Wifey. <laughs> okay. I, I gave this a title here. I called this a bickering solution. Okay. Um, we'll be really honest. We <laughs> suffered with bickering in our family for a long time. We thought, man, we should be past this now, and we weren't. Um, <clears throat> this is why. <laughs> Children are attracted by a cheerful, sunny demeanor. Show them kindness and courtesy, and they will manifest the same spirit toward you and toward one another. That's the thing I wanted and toward one another. So if they're not doing it toward one another, we need to go to the mirror and take a look and ask the Lord, so um, are we not doing this? Maybe we're not bickering here, but maybe we're not treating them with that kindness and courtesy that we need to treat them yeah. with. Yeah, well, like I said, we did struggle with bickering for a long time. I mean, As the, do the children parents. were, you know, mid to late teens and they were still bickering. They don't bicker anymore. No. They moved out. <laughs> but here, children are attracted by a cheerful, sunny demeanor. Okay. And then it says, show them kindness and courtesy and they will pick it up. Mm -hmm. And if they're not picking it up, maybe we're not giving it to them. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, we just got to... Got to say it as it is. <laughs> We're not just saying it about you. We're admitting our faults in this as well. Okay, this one's me. Smile, parents. If your heart is sad, let not your face reveal the fact. Let the sunshine from a loving, grateful heart light up the countenance. 
Unbend from your iron dignity. Adapt yourselves to the children's needs and make them love you. We got to come back to that. <laughs> you must win their affection if you would impress religious truth upon their heart. There's so much in this, it's unbelievable. So smile, parents. This is just basic stuff, but well, how difficult. Well, there's that song, smile, 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 and keep right on and smiling. There's some fun songs about smiling. We had this, I had this kind of like, it was back in the day before there were emojis, but anyway. It was, it was, a, it was a big emoji. It was a big yeah. emoji. It was just a piece of yellow card. And on one side, it was two, two black eyes and a smile. On the other side was two black eyes and a frown. And so I would... I would say to them, Jesus takes that frown and he flips it upside down and whoop, there's a smile. And they, they, they couldn't help but smile. And, you know, if you're not sure and if you see your children running around and they're kind of grumpy, go in the bathroom, take a look in the mirror. And probably you'll be surprised at what it is they're looking at. Yeah. And it's not because we're it's like grumpy. a horror movie. <laughs> it's not because we're grumpy or angry. It's often for us as parents... Moms in particular, I think, because we're with the children all day long, if we're homeschooling, we are so earnest and so eager to do what is right yeah. that we can end up having kind of a sour look on our faces because we just want everything to be done just right. And they're not doing it because right. they're in the training process and we get frustrated that they're not performing like we want them to. So we're all down in the mouth and the kids are looking at this you know, horror movie um, <laughs> and like Halloween or something, but... Um, Whatever that is. And we, you know, we tried to, as, as we got a little wiser and the children got a little older, we began to realize the best way to deal with some of this stuff was to have a little fun in our corrections yeah, yes. and that really helped um, but it, it is when they're very young it can be hard to see that you're not getting the sleep you need and there's a lot of reasons why we can go around with a sour countenance. I, I like that in the quote there where it said, make them love you. I mean, oh, you, so you have to beat on them till they love you? You can't force anybody to love you. But I think in context here, it's make yourself lovable. Make mm -hmm. yourself a Irresistible. nice... Make yourself a nice parent that the kids are like, oh yeah, this is my mom and dad. Yeah, they're, they're cool. Well, and I, and I remember as a child, I had an uncle, my favorite uncle. You shouldn't have favorites, but anyways, he was my favorite uncle. And he was, to me, he was irresistible in the sense that there was never a time that I met him, saw him anywhere and felt like he was unapproachable. He was always fun. He always came down to my level, wanted to enter into my world yes. from when I was just a little girl until, you know, into adult life. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to become so that they will love us because they can't help but be drawn to us because we are coming down to, to their level if you will and entering into their world uh, and some parents i guess are more naturally this way and the rest of us are just gonna have to play in faith work at it the, the, the other 99 percent, like you say are gonna have to work at it i want to pick up on this last sentence you must win their affection if you would impress religious truth upon their heart that is so true mm -hmm. are they ever going to learn anything from you if they don't like you Right. I mean, you, you've been to college maybe and it's like if there was a professor there, you know, or a lecturer and he was just, he was on your case all the time. Did you just absorb his material like, oh, this is the greatest thing or was, was there a degree of shutdown? <laughs> and the children, if, we, if they don't like us, they won't listen to us half as readily. 
Um, yeah. we, we could do a whole program just on that yeah, topic, but um, yeah, you've got, you gotta, you gotta win their hearts. You, you've gotta be friendly. You've gotta play with them. You've you gotta do fun stuff. You've gotta be a nice person if this whole parenting thing and is gonna work. And you've just gotta play and giggle with them and yeah. have some fun. Yeah. Um, not foolishness, but... No, but you can still yeah, have fun. Th there's plenty of fun to be had. You know, just get a frisbee or a ball and head out to the yard and something will happen that's fun. It'll end up in a tree or go over the fence or roll down the street, who knows? Um, but laugh, parents. That might be so laugh. fun if the kids are running down the street. Yeah, we don't want them getting run no. over by a vehicle. <clears throat> okay, number eight. Truthfulness. If you want your child to be truthful, be truthful yourself. Yeah, talk about obvious. You can't get much simpler <laughs> than that. You know, <clears throat> oftentimes we are perplexed as parents when we bump into what seems to be dishonesty with our children. Maybe they said they brushed their teeth and you go and you touch the toothbrush and it's dry. So you know it didn't happen. Or, you know, they took the shower, but actually you come to find out the shower itself is dry and nothing happened. Um, you know, there's, there's many ways from little tiny ones to uh, teenagers and beyond. Right. And we can, we can be distressed over that or we can realize we live in a sinful world and there is just gonna be an element of that that we are gonna have to teach them how and we're going to start by us so if we come if we're driving to church and we're griping about pastor so-and-so or elder such-and-such and, such, and then we walk through the door and there they are and we're like hello pastor it's so good to see you and our children heard us in the vehicle all the way to church right. kind of chewing out that individual it's not being truthful yeah. And then when and we And they see, pick it up. They, they pick, up, pick the it up. And they might not they might be two or three. They might not even really understand, but they understand enough to realize we're not being truthful. So yeah. really that integrity on our part is so important. Yeah. We want to see it in them. Very good. And parents, if you've bumped into some untruthfulness in your children, it's like, you know, they just they lied to me. They outright mm. lied to me. Then do you throw in the towel? Of course you don't. It's We're teaching them just like teaching a baby to walk. It's going to fall over a few times and we can't just throw in the towel or beat ourselves up or pour condemnation upon them because they let us down one time. It's a process of Well, and it's, a, it's one of the Ten Commandments. And I think it's there because God knows human nature and that there's lots of different reasons, depending on age and stage, why we are tempted to be untruthful. Right. So it's there, yeah. right there for well, us. And, and foolishness, you know, <laughs> sinfulness is in the heart of all of us. And our job as parents is not to expect perfection out of our kids, it's to train them in that direction. You know, it's, a, it's an ongoing mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. um, that was Child Guidance 151. You can see we're moving through the pages. Um, number nine, a wise instructor. A wise instructor will give special attention to the development of the weaker traits that the child may form a well-balanced, harmonious character. This is important mm -hmm. because there is a philosophy out there that's, oh, they don't like that area of life, that topic in school, so you just wait for them to be ready and we'll move over here. And, and they don't like that now, so let's move over here. Just let them learn what to do what they like. Yeah, and that sounds good and it, it kind of does move things along a little bit, but then the children end up lopsided. They're really good at 
music, but they don't know how to write, or the other mm -hmm. way around. Mm -hmm. So, as it says here, a special, uh, a wise instructor. This is in the context of parents. We can't ignore those weaker areas. We need to give special attention to those weaker areas. Right, and you can use the stronger areas, their preferences, as a motivation to get through the other stuff. So in homeschool, yes. we always picked... Not everybody homeschools, but right. we do. Right, and for those of you that do, we, we picked their least favorite subject as their first topic of the day. Yeah. Get it out of the way. So math was, I, I think math was, Lisa was Hannah's least favorite. Yeah. So math was her first and she got that out of the way and the motivation was some of these other things. She could get onto writing. Right, she loves to write. And for Caleb it was like, he, he just, school wasn't his favorite thing because he just wanted to get his hands on the camera. So we use the camera as the motivator, get your school done and then you can go use your camera. Yeah. And then as they get older in years, you know, rather than heading off to university, he got himself a camera and he started to get experience using it and it's it set him up great yeah, for that's life. Yeah, that's what he does and for a living now. what he's now doing, he's in Jerusalem and Nazareth right now using his camera. Yeah, so, riding backwards on a camel. So, but, but you don't necessarily <laughs> Really want to give your nine-year-old the you just pick whatever subject is your favorite and that's all we're going to study yeah we've got to strengthen their English ability and their grammar and all of those different areas have to be covered perfect perfect okay the last one wifey lead the youth to feel that they are trusted and there are few who will not seek to prove themselves worthy of the trust oh that is so so true and we know so many parents who have felt that, you know what, they had a cell phone, they, they broke the, the, the passwords and everything that we'd put on there. And every time we put a new password, they get around it some way so they can still get in, they can still get on Safari and they can still do stuff they shouldn't. And so we're taking it off of them. They're never gonna have a phone again. Right. And I totally get that, totally understand that. And we appeal to the young people actually in some of our seminars, young people get smart about this. Be trustworthy. Let your parents see that you can be trusted. Don't go breaking past codes and passwords, but if you can prove you can be trusted, you can be given more trust. Yeah. And there comes to a point for us as parents when we have to be willing to allow our children to make mistakes. Yes. Because we can't say you won't touch yourself, you won't touch a phone, a computer, an iPad until you leave home. We know young people that have done that and then they're out there bumping into all kinds of stuff they don't know what to do with instead of being under the right. parents' guidance yes. and learning at home. And yes, parents, you are going to eventually have to put in the hands of your young people a device or something that has risks. Yeah. Well, trust but, you treat, <coughs> but you're teaching them how to be trustworthy and that is the key. Yeah. Trust awakens trust, suspicion mm -hmm. awakens suspicion, and it's a, de a delicate balance. You know, you can't just give your 15 year old a phone and say, yeah, we trust you. You know, they'll be looking at porn before the day's out, you know, right. <coughs> deliberately or unintentionally. Um, so there's got to be a training process, but we can't be just hovering over them all right. the time. They've, right. they've got to ba fight some of these battles themselves. Right, and then and then I, it kind of all mixes in with treating them with respect. So, yes. so in this home, I don't know how it works, but we have something set up on the internet where we can see who's doing what on their computers. Right. And sometimes you would bump into something that somebody was looking at and think, ooh, what was that about? So we just show them. Um, so rather than saying, were you, I, I guess you were doing such and such, we're like, how, what was this about? 
Right. And you we're, know, we're, we're running out of time, dear wifey. Um, <laughs> there, there's more. Just a quick point. If you want to talk to Carolyn, you can make an appointment mm -hmm. and, and chat with her. She's Just go to thehomeplace.org. Uh, and schedule Carolyn you kind of scheduled way out at the moment I am but, but there's also and I, I think people are missing this fact there's also WhatsApp you can go on WhatsApp connect with me on WhatsApp and yeah. I'm happy to chit chat you know just five minutes and ten minute bits and pieces of conversation over WhatsApp yeah that works too if you've enjoyed this video here on YouTube please like it or on Facebook share it if you're on Facebook so mm -hmm. other people can see it and just a reminder that we are supported solely by your generosity. So if you want to support The Home Place, head over to thehomeplace.org and hit the donation uh, button there. And we're thankful in advance. This was Paul and Carolyn. Till next time. God bless. <laughs>